0: About the time I finished undergraduate, I was 22 and I entered the seminary. About that time in my life, I was kind of a jaded person. I was frustrated because my time in college had been kind of difficult, didn't go exactly the way that I had dreamed. So when I came to the seminary, this was one of the things I had to work on, one of the things about myself that was a bit of a challenge. And I remember at one point, It was probably like the second or third month when I had been in the seminary. We were having mass as a community, and one of the other seminarians came up to the the podium to sing the responsorial psalm, and the guy walks up, and he has a polo shirt and a suit jacket on, and I just remember thinking, what on earth are you doing? Like, why are you wearing a polo shirt and a suit jacket? It, It just doesn't work. And you would think, like, why on earth are you thinking about that in the middle of the Mass? But that was just kind of the way that I saw things sometimes. Sometimes I was just frustrated or afraid or whatever it was during that day that would distract me from seeing what God wanted me to see. And so I didn't always see what he was trying to show me during the Mass. And fortunately, I had a priest who was my spiritual director, You know, in the seminary, we meet with a priest who's kind of like our advisor. And so I came to him one day, and I said, I know this isn't exactly what God wants of me. I know I shouldn't be judging people in Mass, out of Mass, whatever the case may be. But I don't know what to do, like what to change about it. And I remember he said to me, there may be people here at the seminary that you don't like, there may be people that you don't understand why God has called them to be here, and you may want to judge them. He said, but remember, God has called each of these men. Everybody in the seminary has been called by God for one reason or another for his plan. He said, God sees something in those people. And you may not see it, but there's something that God sees. And I think that's an important lesson for us. Do I see the way that God sees, or does my own nervousness, my own frustration, my own fear get in the way of the way that I see things? Let's look at our first reading from Samuel. I love the story of David. David is such a relatable character. David is very human. But in this particular part of David's life, it's Samuel who I like, because Samuel sees one of David's brothers, and he says, well, surely this is the guy that the Lord is calling. It makes sense that this man would be the next king of Israel, but God cautions him. He says, not as man sees does God see. And so he keeps looking, and eventually we get to the point where Samuel says to Jesse, do you have any other sons? Like, I know you've brought all of these men to me, but the Lord hasn't called any of them. Again, not as man sees does God see, because Jesse did not even bring, Jes- did not even bring David to the feast. He says, oh, we have another son, but he's over in the field taking care of the sheep. And so they call him in, and it is David whom God sees as the next leader of Israel, who will be an instrument through which he will bless the people of Israel. Not as man sees does God see. Turn to our gospel. Again, we have a blind man. And there's such great irony in this story because the blind man sees what's going on. But everybody else fails to see what God is seeing. Because when Jesus approaches the blind man and heals him, the blind man responds. We see faith in him. But when he comes back and he tries to share this information and share what, this great miracle that's happened, everybody's reaction is not, let's give praise to God for what he has done. The Pharisees get mad. They're like, who does Jesus think he is to heal someone on the Sabbath? And we have to understand part of the context is the Jewish people did very little on the Sabbath. As little work as possible. They were very strict in that regard. But to be upset that someone was healed on the Sabbath is obviously an extreme. So they're failing to see God is right in front of them healing a blind man, but they don't see what's going on. They don't see God present to them. So instead, they ridicule this man, and they say, well, we are the true disciples because we are disciples of Moses, Moses being the great prophet who hands down the law, the law that they follow with such exactness. Even the man's parents don't see what God is doing because they're afraid, and understandably so. They don't want to be kicked out of the community for following Jesus. And so, whenever the Pharisees call them to ask, Is this really your son? Was he really blind, or is he just some other? Is he lying about this? And they say, Well, he was definitely blind, but we're not going to say anything else because we don't want to get in trouble. I can kind of understand that but they can't see what God sees in that moment because something is obstructing what they're doing. They're afraid, and that's causing the distinction. That's causing the rift. And so we come back to the idea, not as man sees does God see. And it's not like we all go out and we try to do something different. We know that we wake up in the morning and we want to do good, but sometimes we can let things come in between. Sometimes we're anxious. Sometimes we're frightened. Sometimes we're just mad about something. And it's not so much those things that are bad. It's what we do after that. How do we choose to engage those things? How do we see as God sees? That becomes the question. I know that I want to see what God sees. I know that I want to live the way that God wants me to live but I don't always know how to do it. So then what do I do? Where do we go with that? And I think the best ways that we can address that in our own lives is one, through prayer, two, through coming to Mass and receiving the sacraments, and three, specifically, reconciliation. Because if there's something in our lives that we feel has separated us or we know that we're being judgmental of other people, that's the way that we remove that from our lives. That's the way that God says, let me take that out of your heart, that jadedness, that frustration, whatever it may be, and just take it and get rid of it. But I think the first step has to be prayer. And it doesn't matter where you're starting at. It's just always striving to do a little bit more. Because prayer is a relationship with Christ. It is a relationship with God above all. Prayer is raising your heart and your mind to God. And the more that we do that, the more that we understand God, the more that we see the way that he wants us to see. Because the purpose of prayer is not to change God's mind. We don't come here to make him change something about himself. We pray so that we can accept God's will in our lives. We pray that God might change our hearts to see the way that he sees. So as we continue this Lent and we continue to strive to grow closer to God, may he help us to see the way that he sees, because not as man sees does God see.